0: Hi, I'm Lucas Dor from OKC Thunder, and you're listening to the No Special Team Podcast.
1: What's up? You're listening to No Special Teams. Thanks for joining us. It's just me and and Ben Freezing this week. So how's it going, Ben? Good. How are you doing, Ben? Dude. I am doing pretty fantastic. Um, watching the World Series right now. I just got back from church earlier. Uh, great evening. I'm, uh, I got a new book that I'm, I'm reading right now. Um, it's called Mathletics. So this is kind of cool. Um, <laughs> for anyone that doesn't know me and Ben, um, we were engineering majors in college and also roommates. Um, but so we're both kind of nerdy. And so well, I've been doing some. Re- well, at least I'm one up. of us is. I'm a little bit more nerdy than you are. I'll accept that. Um, but so I've been doing some research into uh, sports analytics and found this book. And <laughs> I've, been, uh, I've been reading it. It's actually pretty interesting. Um, it talks a lot about, um, you know, the start of just analytics in sports and where all that came from, which I feel like has been, it's been an interesting read so far. But um, yes. speaking- So
0: basically what you're saying is you could go take Daryl Morey's job for the Rockets.
1: I mean, Daryl Morey is no longer with the Rockets, so. Well, yes. that's what I'm saying. His his vacancy. <laughs> I could take his job. I mean, I would. I don't know that it'd be nearly as as good as Daryl Morey. Um, I mean, I guess that's up to.
0: I mean, that's Tillman Fertitta's dream. You're you know you know your analytics. You're working on true, the trade right? machine, and you'll work for a lot less money than Daryl Morey. And I would
1: work for considerably lower amount than Daryl Morey. Although, I mean, we're getting, we're already getting way off in the weeds. I feel like when you look at, at just the Mori, how all that played out, I think when you're so black and white and you look at the numbers and that's it with um, like analytics and sports, I mean, it's so, a lot of this information is gray and you can really not use your players to the, the best of their ability, but um, I don't know. I think in baseball, it's a little bit more black and white, right? Because you have one pitcher throwing to one batter every time. And speaking of that, we got the, the World Series going on right now. Um, Dodgers up 1-0 in the series. And um, I think they're down right now, like 6-3. to three. I've not been following it too close. I don't. Neither of us are, are huge baseball fans. But, um, I mean, I say that. I'm, I'm a, a Red Sox fan, so it was a rough season for me. But... Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. The only thing I know is just, I have a friend that's a, uh, a Dodgers fan. So he was keeping me up to date on them coming back from down three, one.
1: Yeah. I did see, um, right now they have Joe Kelly. Do you remember, I don't remember if we talked about earlier this season when he got ejected from that game and was this for all those, I think we did. I'm sure we did, but I think that's hilarious that this is probably the second or third baseball game. I've really watched at all this season. And, uh, He's in, obviously, if you're in Arkansas, the, the bigger World Series going on right now, the Razorback Baseball um, Fall World Series is going on. So it's exciting that, uh, that baseball is going on in the Hill. I watched I watched a little bit of one game. I didn't watch a whole lot, but um, definitely interesting. Well, mm-hmm. we'll go on to areas where we're more informed.
0: Um, <laughs> well, I'm not very informed this week at all. So
1: Hey, you at least watched the Razorback game, right?
0: I watched the end. I was at a wedding for most of it.
1: Oh my gosh. You know, so many people that are getting married. Okay. So you, you at least saw the Grant Morgan interception, right? Yes. Okay. So I have to admit, um, I have, I've been a hater on Grant Morgan and I want to put a statement out there and apologize directly to him if he listens. I mean, we went to high school together. I don't like know him, but, um, I've heard he's a really good guy. Um, you know, I really was under the impression, I just didn't, I didn't see him making a big impact um, for the Hogs, and and I may have been quoted saying that I was under the impression that if he was on any other team in the SEC, he would not start, and he has been killing it. Um, did you know he's the leading tackler in the nation?
0: I did not. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, so. He's been
0: so good this year.
1: He's been incredible. Um, absolutely going off. And bumper pool, too. Um, But I'm just going to throw this out there. Defensive MVP, even though he's not been getting the love, Jalen Catalan.
0: Um,
1: Mm. I feel like, you know, seeing how well Jalen Catalan is out there playing, um, it is exciting because, I mean, I think it shows, one, how inept our coaching staff was last year that they let a guy like that sit on the bench and not play at all. Um, but too, I mean, this the way that that he stepped up and really and played well, and even guys like Hudson Clark are coming out here and, and really just absolutely crushing it all over the place. So that's been that's been really exciting to see. Um, I also want to point out, I did call that the secondary was going to be incredible this year in our yeah. back preview, and they have been absolutely out of this world. So. They've been
0: killing it, yeah.
1: And that's without uh, Monteric Brown for like the last two games. So um, Raheem Boyd, I will say, um, you know, that's a, a guy that I was really expecting to have a big season. He has been not good up to this no. point.
0: Our, our um, whole running game has not really gotten it going. Um, I think some of that was the Boyd injury, but also just he's not playing well when he's out there.
1: Yeah, I, I think it was definitely not good that he came out, didn't play well in the Georgia game, got hurt. And I think he's kind of rushed a, a, a recovery from that injury. I know um, I heard an interview with um, Sam Pittman where uh, somebody was like, yeah, Raheem tweeted out that he was back. And and Sam was like, yeah, that's news to me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, definitely, I, I think he's rushing it back. And, and Traylon Smith has been playing really well. So I would like to see, I think this bye week is coming at a really good time. Um, mm-hmm. For us to to get some key injured players back on the field, like Bumper, um, like Montaric Brown, like um, Rakeem Boyd, and hopefully we can we can see Boyd take a step up moving forward. But yeah, what's well, the main football information or at least? Yeah. College football that I have. For and him. we
0: got we got Texas A&M coming up after the uh, after the A&M. bye week. Do you so know what the fun. last
1: year that we beat Texas A&M?
0: Oh, it's got to be several years now. They were not like in we the lose.
1: SEC, if that's a hint. Oh, my gosh.
0: I feel like we lose to them in a close game or in overtime every single year.
1: Yeah, it's always a great game. Um, so the last year that we actually beat Texas A&M was 2011. Oh, my gosh. Which that's not good. crazy that it was that long ago. But, yeah, 2011 was the last time we beat them.
0: Did we start playing them in Dallas Stadium before they joined the SEC?
1: Yeah, so we – I think – I don't remember the year that we started that. Um, I think it was, like, 2005 or something like that. It might have been right when the new stadium was built um, for the Cowboys. We started um, that every year. And I think it's a great tradition, but I do think it kind of hurts us having a game there and a game in Little Rock where we can't bring recruits, which I guess this year it really doesn't matter because I'm I'm sure on-campus recruiting is definitely down, if not completely gone. Yeah, but – yeah, it's uh I don't know. I, I think there are parts of it that are cool as a fan for us to get to do some of that stuff, but I do think having those neutral site games it can kind of hinder some of the, you know, ability for your, your program to succeed.
0: Yep. So we started playing them in two thousand nine and we beat them the first three years.
1: Yeah, and then and, and then uh, have
0: lost ever since.
1: And I think they joined the SEC in what, like two thousand twelve or two thousand thirteen or two thousand fourteen? I'm not sure on that. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, they we've never beat them when they've been in the SEC. But okay. Moving on, NFL news. Tua Tagovailoa is starting. Not this week. They have their bye this week. And I think it was a it was probably a good time for him to start before the schedule got rearranged. Initially they were supposed to play the Jets this week. Now they're playing the Rams. Welcome mm-hmm. to the NFL, Tua. You get to play um Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, that'll be fun. I'm excited to see Tua get out there. I am not confident that he is going to be able to do much against that defense.
0: Yeah, that's a tough, tough ask for your first NFL start. And how
1: much did he play this last game? He he didn't play much. He had like one series. I think he completed three three passes. Um, okay. I mean, obviously, it's a great story in sports. You know, it's exciting to yeah. see a guy like that come back from an injury um and you know everybody I think wants to see him succeed but with Fitzpatrick I think is a class act everybody has loved to see him throughout his career he's he's been overperforming so far this season and I think that's kind of the just all the way throughout the the course of his career he's been a guy that has been you know really an underdog and I don't know I've liked seeing him perform and it does seem like especially the way that he'd been playing. It's unfortunate that they decided to make the move now, but I mean.
0: Yeah. I mean, he'll all. find another team to go play for next year. That's He's true. been on
1: so many different teams. How many – let's Google it. How many I'm different looking teams it up has right now. been on? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a guess since you're looking it up. Okay. I, I'm going to say 10.
0: Oh, you're a little bit high. He's only been on eight somehow.
1: Only been on eight? Okay, can yep. I name them all? So, Bills – Yep, Jets. Yep. Buccaneers, Dolphins. Um, how this is where it gets hard. Browns. Some of these I don't remember. The Browns. No. No. You're just gonna have to tell me. I can't remember. Yeah,
0: I don't remember him being on the Rams, but he was there 2005. I don't remember that. Bengals the next year. Bills. I do remember that. Mm -hmm. I don't remember him on the Titans or the Texans though. In 2012 and 2013,
1: yeah, I don't remember him there either.
0: But yeah, he's always okay. he's always on a different team. I feel like every year now, and then there will be some random weeks when he just goes off and has like mm-hmm. 400 yards and four touchdowns,
1: or mm-hmm. weeks that he has like 15 interceptions. Yeah. and yeah, <laughs> yep, definitely a hot and cold guy. But we, I thought it was interesting. I sent I sent you guys this text this week. Uh, I saw CBS release their QB power rankings. And I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on this. So I'll just read through it and we can kind of talk through who we think is ranked a little bit high and who's ranked a little bit low. So one, Patrick Mahomes, two, Russell Wilson, three, Aaron Rodgers, four, Kyler Murray, five, Ben Roethlisberger, six, Josh Allen, seven, Lamar Jackson, eight, Deshaun Watson, nine, Derek Carr, 10, Tom Brady. So I guess I can start. I – Personally, if we're going to start one, two, I have a hard time picking against Russell Wilson so far this season.
0: Yep. That's, that's what I was going to say. And I find interesting number one,
1: they, they moved up. I think Patrick Mahomes, I believe he was second last week and they moved him up after a game that he was not great. in. I mean, they really relied on the run and Wilson has had like this mind meld with DK Metcalf this season. And he has really just absolutely gone off Um I don't know. I, I put Wilson one. I'm, I don't have any problem putting Mahomes at two. Would you potentially put – I guess Rodgers had a pretty bad week this last week, but would you put him over?
0: No, Mahomes? I think they got, they got one and two right. I would just switch the order. I think Wilson's been more valuable to his team and had to carry the load more than Mahomes has.
1: Yeah, I agree. And then I think Rodgers at three is fine. I was surprised not...
0: that Kyler Murray at four – I mean, mm-hmm. he's been good, but in their game against the Cowboys, he only had to complete nine passes.
1: Yeah, his I mean, he, done, uh, completion percentage on the as last as game well. was bad too, right? His completion percentage was like 27% or something in this yeah, last game.
0: It wasn't great. He's been having a great year. He's been doing it on the ground as well, but I have a hard time placing him above you know, Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen as well. Mm-hmm.
1: I honestly I think he I, I agree. I think it's a toss up for me personally. I lean Allen over all those guys. He did have a bad week in um, Kansas City this last week, but overall I think he has been pretty incredible this season and provides, you know, that rushing baseline for his team. And the weather the weather in Kansas City was pretty bad this last week and definitely wasn't ideal for throwing the ball a whole lot. Um, but yeah, Kyler, I honestly, I, I kind of put it in a tier, right? I have one, two, three. I think those guys are pretty clear, but I think they're in a tier directly below that. I think you have Kyler, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. I haven't followed a whole lot of Steelers games. Another they're undefeated at this point. Um, Chase Claypool, the Maple Mamba, or not the Maple Mamba, <laughs> Mapletron, right? Isn't that the the nickname? <laughs> um he's been he's been going off I, big ben has been pretty good to this point so um i don't have a problem with putting him in that tier but then i think eight nine ten is where it gets a little bit interesting i know so carson called Derek carr being i mean taking a step forward this season and really it does look like he he's been pretty good to this point yeah um do you have any problem him versus deshaun watson kind of what are your thoughts there um, I mean, Deshaun
0: Watson started out pretty poor as the Texans' overall offense did. Um, but it seems like he's been on a tear after they got rid of Bill O'Brien. Um, and their whole offense has been a lot better. So I think recency bias would put Deshaun Watson above Derek Carr. But probably for the whole season, I would say Derek Carr has had a better whole season so far. Yeah, Only five, game, five or six games in, though.
1: Let's look at based on rating. So, oh wow, this is surprising. Um, so, Derek Carr is second right now in the league in QBR. Really? Yeah, that's kind of surprising. His one He's one interception first. at this point. Um, Russell Wilson is first. Okay, yeah, figured that. Um, honestly, I don't. I think Derek Carr above Watson at this point would make sense in my mind. I know that Deshaun. I mean, he hasn't had a lot of help. And they have looked a little bit better since Bill O'Brien was, uh, got the axe. But I don't know. I think Carr has really kind of stepped up. Um, but I, I think putting Deshaun at nine, I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to that. But I do have a couple of guys that I think we ought to talk about that are in the hunt for for that 10 spot. Okay. Um, so they have Tom Brady there. I, I don't love that. I don't think it's terrible. Um the two names that I'm going to throw out there. This oh, is a can little I, controversial. Can I guess them? Yes, go for it.
0: Tannehill. Yeah, He's got to be in the conversation. That's one. Um, Herbert for the Dude, Chargers. Dude, you got them both. Yeah, you got them nice. both.
1: Yeah, um, Herbert has been awesome. How much? Have you watched a lot of the Chargers games?
0: Uh, just the first one that he started. He looked pretty good.
1: He looked pretty good, but he's since then really stepped up. I think Mike Williams... And I'm calling this out now that I have him in our keeper league, but I think Mike Williams is about to go off.
0: Yeah, I wish I had picked him up.
1: If you were talking about a a player that was built to play with Justin Herbert, Mike Williams is that guy. Um, definitely a you know a downfield threat. And Herbert, more than other rookie quarterbacks that we've seen in the past, has been willing to push the ball downfield. And that is one reason I'm, I'm pumped to see um, you know, him with him, you know, playing with Mike Williams. But that offense is completely transformed once Herbert came in and yeah um has made a big impact. But Ryan Tannehill, um, and he he's another one of those guys that has a slow start. He is third he's... in the league in in uh QB rating. Yeah. The Titans have been good this year. They've been really good. And really I think people since... kind of forgot because they had the the COVID buy early, but I mean, they have looked awesome. Uh, Derek Henry, you know, has already had one of his trademark 99-yard <laughs> touchdown runs this oh year. Gosh. And uh, I think, I don't know if you saw this. He had an interview. Somebody was asking him. Apparently, his top speed was like 22 miles an hour or something on that run. And he was yeah. like, man, that's too slow.
0: <laughs> I can't imagine being able to run over 21 miles an hour. And he's, like, and he's 6. like
1: 260 pounds or something like that. And yeah. 6'5". And he's doing that. That is a scary man. Yeah. Um, but also yeah.
0: update for the pod, Ben Holloway is now a Titans fan for this year. Oh,
1: we're going to have to get him on here and have him talk through that Yeah. That whole I'll uh, let you process. Ex- I'll let him
0: explain his reasoning behind it, but Yeah.
1: Dad but yeah. has been has been keeping him busy lately and I think he's in his capstone uh, project for his NBA. So mm. hopefully here in the next couple of weeks we can have him on and and get all the good Probably more informed sports information than we provide.
0: <laughs> yeah. Derrick Henry is just incredible to watch run. Like he oops, sorry. Got a timer going off. Wow. Um yeah, he's he's so tall compared to the defensive backs that it doesn't even look like he's running that fast, mm-hmm. but he's outrunning them. It is insane.
1: Yeah. I really wish the Patriots had him. Um He's I feel like they have several guys lately. Their draft strategy has just been a little iffy. I was looking, I saw a uh, a tweet the other day that outlined, you know, that the the Paz took in Kill Harry um this I guess two years ago in the draft. And it had a list of the players that were taken after him, like receivers, mm-hmm. and it was really bad. Um <laughs> Terry McLaurin, Darius Slayton, Debo Samuel, um Yikes. <laughs> A lot of good players, yeah. All those guys are way better than Nikhil Harry. In Keel has been awful. Um, Sony Michelle, they also took Sony Michelle before Nick Chubb. Um, (laughs) just definitely a lot of uh, I mean, and I don't know that you can fault the Michelle pick because he's he was good in the playoffs when they won the Super Bowl, but uh, it's just there's so much that I'm like, man, we could have done better, but uh, oh well. That's the that I mean we've won so many Super Bowls I don't know that I I have room to complain.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't.
1: But all right. So last thing that we're going to touch on today. So, um we both listen to um Down to Dunk, it's a Thunder podcast. And one of the things that I talked about today, um they have a a contest going on to develop trades and tweet them to, I guess, down to dunk. And they're going to rate them and send out a prize or something to whoever comes up with the best trade. And I don't think it was Thunder-specific, but since the Thunder have so many potential options, I kind of wanted to talk through um, a couple. I have two, and I think Ben has – you have one or two.
0: Uh, I'm working on one right You're now. You're working I on one I wasn't aware right of this now. earlier, so.
1: We did kind of come up with this at – um, nine thirty, and it's now nine fifty. So, um, <laughs> y'all are welcome. So, my first trade, and Ben, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk you through this, and okay. why I think it makes sense for both teams. So, first, I think the the Thunder trade the Golden State Warriors, <clears throat> Stephen Adams, and Danilo Gallinari for Andrew Wiggins. And Draymond Green,
0: with no, 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 no. no listen,
1: with no, nope. a pick swap in 2021 for the best pick of either the Thunder or the Timberwolves pick in 2021. So here's why. Let me talk you through why, and then I'll get your your in, input. Okay. I hate to see Adams leave, but there
0: is no way that we can trade Stephen Adams. For Draymond Green, are I you mean, kidding me? I would, I wouldn't be a Thunder fan if Draymond Green was on there. I promise you that. Are you for real? Yeah.
1: I think okay. So here's why I think it could happen. Draymond, obviously, in the latter part of his his career, I w- would make the argument that he is on a a pretty bad contract. It's at 18.5 million over the next five years. And how old is he at this point? Let's see he is does it say it he's almost 30 i think oh i can't find it on oh it's i immediately started playing this video and i was like he's 30 years old yeah so he's 30 years old so by the time this contract is over he will be 35 not a great contract in my opinion they also have Andrew Wiggins under contract for the next four years at $27 million a year. That is the worst contract in the NBA. I don't, I don't think there's anybody else up there that you can even consider. So for us, we're taking on those two bad contracts and get two shots at the number one pick. I think the Timberwolves are going to be bad next year. Obviously, we're going to be terrible. For, for the Warriors. They still get that you know one of those two picks that are you know potentially going to be very good. I I think both of them will be a good pick. Two, Adams, I think replaces essentially what you are getting from Draymond Green, but you're getting him on a much shorter contract. Um, I, is he expiring this year or next year? Uh, he expires next year, I believe. Yeah, so he expires, I think, in the end of next season. So, sorry, one, one less year on both of those contracts for Wiggins and uh, Draymond. So, this would all rely on Danilo Gallinari, um, you know, wanting a sign-and-trade. He said that he wants to go to a good team. Um, what we have seen are, is that the Warriors, you know, they perform best when they have, you know, the maximum number of shooters on the floor. So, I really think moving, you know, that that big defensive um, you know, guy from Draymond who can't really shoot, but he's going to be on the floor to Steven. I think that allows them to match up better with, um, <clears throat> with some of the teams that are running bigs, primarily the Lakers. And two with Danilo on the floor that the spaces in and allows for more shooting to be played. And so I think having Danilo at the floor with Steph and clay for the Warriors would be awesome. Plus we get that, that, that pick. Potentially next year. So that's the main reason for me. And maybe you maybe you don't do a pick swap. It's a protected, like a a top one protected, or even just a straight up, you know, we'll give you that pick. But so I just don't know if we're giving enough to them.
0: There's multiple things I don't like about this. Okay. First off, I mean, the elephant in the room, Draymond Green cannot be in a Thunder jersey.
1: Why not, man? You hated Chris Paul before he was on the Thunder.
0: But not like Draymond Green. Draymond Green's different. Are you the guy that kicked Steven Adams in the groin, groin. cannot be <laughs> traded for Steven Adams. That's just
1: That's just irony. Can't, I feel like it would be uh it'd be an interesting embrace the chaos, Ben. That's what I would say.
0: No. Okay. Second reason. If the Thunder get rid of Chris Paul their pick will be worse than the Timberwolves. So that pick swap could essentially be useless. It could be. Um, so that's my second reason. Third reason, I don't think the Warriors even do it. I mean, you yes, don't think so? Draymond Green will be a bad contract in a few years. Um, but the Warriors don't really need to worry about a few years out right now. I don't think that's what Steph and Clay are going to want. And while Steven Adams does bring a little bit more size defensively, Draymond Green brings a lot more offensively. Steven Adams can pass from the high post and do stuff like that, but he can't bring the ball up and make things happen like Draymond Green can. I will say I think So they're that quite different players on offense.
1: I think Steve-O gives – I think he'd be more effective in a offense where he gets more space. Um, he's never really had True. that with the Thunder, and I think – the Warriors would be potentially the best fit for him out of any team. I think he could, I mean, upside, I think he'd be like Bogut in, you know, early Warriors years when, you know, he was really rolling. I think the key piece in this trade is Danilo Gallinari, though. Um,
0: yeah, I think something that's way more likely would be, like, Andrew Wiggins for Danilo Gallinari if he decides to do a sign and trade straight up less, is that it? i don't not, know if that'd
1: be enough on our side or theirs i think we would need to give up more cap than that i don't i mean it depends on what danilo I mean, signs for if he wants to play for the warriors i think they will make it work
0: right now he's making a little bit more than andrew wiggins so i think his next contract would probably be a little bit less because he's 32 years old now so mm-hmm. a, a signing trade with danilo for andrew wiggins straight up you could probably do it um if, you know, if they wanted to do like a pick swap or something, I, I just don't know. Don't, I don't know how much the Warriors want to get rid of Andrew. Wiggins. I don't think the Thunder want to
1: get Wiggins either. I think that is a necessary evil in order to get that pick. Yeah. Like I said, I think that's the worst contract in the league. So I'm hesitant to say that we were itching to pick up Andrew Wiggins, but I also like the idea of us developing the Canadian national team in Oklahoma city. <laughs>
0: That just sounds like a good idea. We'd have Dort, we'd have
1: Shea, we'd have Wiggins. And imagine, as much as we like to hate on Wiggins, he goes off every time he plays in Oklahoma City. So imagine, and two, we would immediately talk ourselves up into all the hype. You know, he's so athletic. He would definitely come in, and he's just so raw. Imagine a GM like Presti being able to bring out all of his. He's 25
0: years old. And whatever
1: coach we bring in. He's got so much upside. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Yeah,
0: I don't like Andrew Wiggins to the Thunder either. I just, yeah, I don't think there's a trade there that either team would like.
1: I think it would probably involve Chris Paul and a Wiggins swap, more likely than that. But I've just seen that so much, I wanted to to change it up and uh, and see okay. what you thought. Okay. So my yeah, second trade. <laughs> good deal. My second trade. This is a little bit less wacky. Um, it is a trade to the Knicks. Obviously, a lot of people have been talking about um, Chris Paul going to the Knicks, and this is also going to involve Terrence Ferguson, um, my least favorite player on the. No, that's not true. My second least favorite player on the Thunder. Maybe we need to try to find a way to get rid of Abdul Nader too, while we're at it. Um, <laughs> but so. What I'm saying here is I think Chris Paul and Terrence Ferguson go to the Knicks and in return, we get Julius Randall, Bobby Portis and Kevin Knox and potentially a pick. I don't know. That might be asking for too much. I think a, a 20. I mean, I think we asked for it way out too. So I would say like maybe a twenty 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 four 2024 um, pick when we're looking around the double draft potentially. Um, but so the, the thought process behind this. One say, say the
0: players again. Sorry, I was trying to make a trade. You're good.
1: You're good. Randall, uh, Julius okay. Randall, Bobby Portis, okay, and Kevin Knox. So oh, for Chris Paul, for Chris Paul and T. Ferg. Okay. So the reason I'm saying this one, the the Knicks have 85 power forwards, so I think parting with two would make sense, um, and They're going to have to, those are their two biggest, Portis and Randall are their two biggest cap hits, and they're going to have to come up with quite a good bit of cap to uh, to match and Paul's deal. But, so they get Chris Paul, and I think what we saw in Oklahoma City is he's a great developmental asset to your team, and I think as far as changing the culture of the Knicks, he would be someone that would do a good job of that. And they pick up Terrence Ferguson, which means he's not on the Thunder anymore. So that's a win-win. <laughs> um <laughs> and he's out of he's out of Oklahoma City. I think he's a player that obviously he's he's from Tulsa. I think getting away from the area, and I know he's had some off the court issues, kind of getting away from that and going to a different market would probably be good for him. And I do think he still has some upside. He's still a young guy. Um Maybe that would be the restart that he needs. So for the Thunder, I think the main reason we do this, maybe I, I do think we need to pick up a pick in order to part with Paul like this. A, yeah, like that 2024 pick, that would be the the primary reason we'd be interested. But also we're picking up a guy in Kevin Knox who his rookie year played pretty well. And I think the one of the things that the Thunder need to do are take swings at these guys that are higher upside that have unperformed. Un- and I, I think the two on the Knicks that we would probably be interested in are Kevin Knox and Frank Nilekina. Um mm-hmm. I, I think Nielakina kind of lines up his skill set with Lugans Dort a lot. And we really already have that position filled. And I know, I know you probably want to go high upside. Um, I, I probably think Nilaquina has the higher ceiling, um, but with us already really having that position filled with a pretty high upside player. I just don't think it makes a whole lot of sense for the Thunder to go after another wing that can't shoot. Um, and I think Knox is – I mean, he fits a, a need that we need more than Neil than Kena does. Also, bring back Bobby Portis. That's going to allow the fan base from Arkansas to really get invested. Yeah. Local guy, I think it makes sense. Um, and then Julius Randle, we're amassing as many Kentucky players as we can. And if we do my last trade, we're going to need size. So, and Mm -hmm. I I think regardless, we're going to need a power forward because Danilo Gallinari will not be in Oklahoma City next year. He's already, uh, did you see that? um, He tweeted out um, like all the teams he'd played for, like in a picture, and then him in like this blank jersey that said, where next? And I was like, he's out of Oklahoma City. So, (laughs) yep. What are your thoughts? I I like this one a little bit. I think it's more realistic. Yeah, I
0: don't hate this trade. Um, I think it's a way to get worse for a year if you're the Thunder to, you know, kind of tank for the next couple of years because obviously losing Chris Paul, they get a lot worse. Um, And it fills a position by getting Portis and Gibson. Is
1: that who you said, Todd Gibson? No, Julius Randle.
0: Julius Randle. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get to take a chance on a guy like Kevin Knox. Um, So I think, I mean, it would be worth it. As long as Chris Paul is fine going to the Knicks. I don't, I don't see them like just trading him. If he is like, I really don't want to go to the Knicks.
1: But my thing is if I don't think it makes sense for him to stay in Oklahoma city, I don't think we owe him like we owed Russ at the end of the contract. And I, I, I mean, it comes down to him if he wants to make thirty no thirty nine million next year, he's probably going to need to play somewhere else, like on a it's going to be a bad team, like he's not going to get to the Lakers making what he's making. So mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's going to depend on him. I mean if he wants to make all that money, which I'm assuming he probably does, he needs to you know go to a bad team. but yeah And two, we get that pick. And and maybe I don't know how this would with the potential potential for this, but maybe we push for their 2021 pick as well. Um, I do think that'd be pretty valuable. Chris Paul, this is probably the healthiest or the healthiest year of his career. Um, he's had a lot of injury history, and um, you know if if he is injured, I I think that team would be really bad. I would love yeah. to see us you know get as many cracks at that top pick. Um, for this next year's draft, obviously, Cade Cunningham. He is an Oklahoma guy. I mean, that is, if you're talking about people that you know, would be perfect for the Thunder. Cade Cunningham is definitely a one in my mind. He's from the area. Um, him, I mean, he's like a like a Trey Young. You know, he's obviously from Norman and was a huge Thunder fan growing up. But I think that's a big one, and. I mean, yeah. heck, you never know. Moses Moody, even if we're talking Razorback basketball, he's mocked at like ten and eleven a lot of times. So I don't hate that, and he's from the area too. Love to see Moses Moody end up on the on the Thunder. So yeah, did you finish? Okay, your trade? I
0: have I have a wild trade, but it, okay, it's accepted even though it takes the wind down on one team by a lot. So. You've heard the rumors that Patrick Beverly and Montrez Harrell are upset with Kawhi and Paul George. They are. You know who's not upset with Paul George? Who? Russell Westbrook.
1: Oh, boy.
0: You know who's also trying to save money? The Rockets.
1: Tillman Fertitta. <laughs>
0: yep. So Westbrook makes a crap ton of money for the next three years. So you know Tillman's trying to get him off the books already. So you trade Westbrook to the Clippers – for Montrez Harrell on a sign-and-trade and Patrick Beverly. Bring Pat Bev back to Houston to play Montrez, alongside James Montrez Harden.
1: Montrez is from Houston, too.
0: Yeah, oh, and you get, you get Montrez back there. And for the Clippers, I'm not sure what they'd be thinking with this because they're going to be paying more money. And I guess their hope is that Westbrook was injured during the playoffs, so he wasn't at full strength. You get him back full of strength. That's obviously an improvement over Patrick Beverly. Um, if they can, you know, work around getting someone else to help with the bench scoring that they lose with Montrez being out. They still got Lou Williams. They're set.
1: I I kind of like it. I'm not gonna lie. At least for the Clippers, I think that's a really interesting. I don't wanna see it happen because we own the Clippers' future and I wanna see him be really bad. Um yeah.
0: But we also own the Rockets' future. That's I true. Think that honestly, having Montrez with the Rockets, he would probably be great for them right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, they've committed. To, I'm interested to see: do they stay committed to small ball moving forward, or what exactly happens there? The only thing I don't like for them is Patrick Beverly leading the bench unit.
0: I don't think that's. Yeah. I mean, their gonna, bench is pretty do, do pretty poor. Well them.
1: Them anyways i think their biggest trade asset this summer is eric gordon um but yeah i do like that's pretty wacky i would i mean that might be Mm -hmm. i think that's the one we need to submit because i mean really (laughs) that makes i think it makes a lot of of sense from both honestly
0: i was doing it as a joke and i was like well this kind of makes sense for both teams honestly i mean the Rockets save some money and get some bench scoring with montrez and maybe they're still thinking russ is washed yeah the Clippers, if they can get a healthy Russ, that starting lineup could be pretty
1: uh, pretty devastating. But you said that this year, too. I mean, I yeah. say you. I think everyone said that this year. Like, everyone oh kind of thought that the Clippers. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, I'm incredible. not a Clippers fan, so it would be awesome to see them collapse again because we've seen Russ and Paul George do that two years. That AKC locker well. room
1: would implode. Oh, yeah. Like Kawhi would be like mumbling obscenities under his breath because he won't actually say anything. Paul Verge like will say one thing and then actually do another. Yeah. Like <laughs> and you don't have but you also don't
0: have Patrick Beverly being a nuisance in there either.
1: That's true. And I think uh I think Montrez was one of the instigators of all that hate. I just don't foresee him wanting to help the Clippers at all. I think he's kind of over the Clippers.
0: Yeah, he's a he's a free agent so I don't see him doing a sign and trade, but it would be interesting if he still had years left on his contract and they could trade him. That'd yeah, interesting.
1: Yeah, I just don't I don't I'm interested to see what all happens there. I think he will get a lot of money and he will underperform in his next <laughs> venture, but um yeah. Well, that's the only trade I got, so I like it. I it's my wacky. one concern, I think the Rockets because it's it's it was a tale of two seasons for Russ. You know, he had that mm-hmm. time where he was really, really good. Um, after the All-Star break, they took off and really committed to the small ball, and it worked. Um, and then when it got to the playoffs, you know, in the bubble, he got injured early, had COVID. Um, and he came back, and he looked exactly like Russell Westbrook for the last five years that we've watched him play in Oklahoma City, where he's like he – his whole thing i think is he wants to be a hero and plays like everything is reliant on him well he was
0: he was he wasn't playing that like he was noticeably like way worse when he first came back yeah um so i'll give him the benefit of the doubt that he was injured but i mean he is getting up there in age and relies a lot on athleticism so we'll see yeah what i the think next the year or two holds for him and
1: we have what i think we have 2024 and 2026 from the Clippers. Oh man. I mean, that makes the Rockets bad now when we have their picks or I guess next year and the Clippers bad when we have their picks.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's like, it's nice to it's win both those teams, <laughs> especially seeing them both implode. Recently. Oh
1: man. And the Ty Lou hire, I really hate the Ty Lu hire. I just, I do not think he's a good coach. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know. He rode LeBron's coattail, but I think I probably would have said the same thing about Spolstra.
0: Yeah, I do. One one thing I do like that is kind of some news is the Jeff Van Gundy hire for the Pelicans. I do like that hire. I think he'll be great there. Um, great mentor for those young guys, and um, I mean, he's obviously not going to put you over the top into a contender, but the Pelicans are just trying to make the playoffs, and I think Van Gundy's a good hire for that.
1: I mean, what are the chances that it actually happens though?
0: That what that they make the playoffs? That they make the playoffs. Um, I mean it's the West is gonna be really tough. So
1: I mean you got lock. I think the Lakers are in, the Warriors are in, the Clippers are in. I mean, do you put the, the Jazz? Uh no. I would put the Blazers yeah. in, right? Nuggets. Nuggets. Nuggets, Jazz, Blazers. That's already seven. Next you have Mavericks. I'd put the Mavericks oh, in. Shoot. You have the Timberwolves who are trying to be good. You have the Kings who are trying to be good. You have the Suns who almost made the playoffs this year. You have the Grizzlies. Grizzlies. You have the Pelicans. And so the only – and we haven't even – the, the only
0: team – team team almost current, made it. Yeah, the only team I would say from the current um, playoffs this year that would drop would be the Thunder.
1: I think the Spurs – well, I guess the Spurs didn't make it this year. But then you still have seven
0: teams that are going to make it um, or that should make it. Yeah. Because, I I mean, unless the Rockets do something drastic, they'll still be up there. And then you have the Grizzlies, Suns, Kings, Pelicans, Timberwolves all battling for that eighth seed, basically. Yeah, so that's why I think this season is
1: the perfect season to tank because you have so many teams that are gearing up and ready to make a playoff run. And – the, I mean, this draft is so much deeper than a lot of the other drafts that we've seen in the past few years. So, I think if you can move some of these guys like Chris Paul, like you know, Danilo, even Steve O, which I would hate to see him go, love Steve O, but I just think you know, if you're the time,
0: yeah, the main one is Chris Paul. Danilo is already a free agent. If you lose Chris Paul, you'll most likely be the worst team in the West, regardless of who else yeah. you get rid of.
1: I think so, we could get rid of Dennis, too, honestly,
0: but yeah, he'll probably want to go somewhere that's not losing most games. <laughs> I don't know. He just wants to start, right? <laughs> Maybe. we'll see uh, Okay, I feel like we've uh, we've covered we, enough NBA now.
1: <laughs> we have especially because it's over. the start of the off season, and we're <laughs> talking well, about we don't it. have any raise the race it back, it's uh, bye week, so hey, we can't yeah. lose this week. So,
0: and it's the the uh, two Oklahoma City Thunder fans podcast. So. That's
1: true. We were we were bound to to talk way too much about the Thunder. But um, yeah. who are you rooting for in the World Series? And we'll we'll bounce after that. Uh, I guess Dodgers
0: because one of my friends likes them, but I I don't really know.
1: I gotta go. I'm uh, I'm going for the Rays, and the main reason I hate seeing teams like the Lakers and. Yeah, oh. I guess they
0: are an L.A. team. I'm going to have to cheer for well, Tampa Well, and it's Bay. not just the
1: fact that they're an L.A. team. It's just – especially in baseball too, like you have – like they have so much more money than a team like the Rays. And I just – I like seeing that underdog story. Moneyball, top five movie of all time. Well, sports movie. And just seeing seeing teams that are like the smaller local markets that don't have all the money, you know, I want to see them succeed. So, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll pull for the Rays as well. Maybe I'll watch uh watch one of the games here. Hey, it's on right so now, far man. this year I've watched I've watched less baseball than I have hockey this year and I've only <laughs> so, watched 10 yeah. seconds of hockey.
1: <laughs> you're going to have to ho- turn it on and uh yep. it's a good one to have on while you're doing something else cuz you don't got to pay that close attention. Okay. But awesome. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Um yeah, tweet us at teams one We'd love to hear from you if you have any any podcast ideas or information that you want to hear from us we'd love to hear it maybe we can get carson to tell a i want to hear a punter story from him so maybe he can give us some uh some of his wacky football stories but
0: yeah we're gonna have to come up with a good uh, uh roommate story as well
1: oh shoot yeah we will we'll have to uh we have a few we'll have to talk off off the pod and figure out what we want to tell but <laughs> okay well see you and i'll talk to you next week. See ya. Ciao